Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 150. And we flip the tables today with yours truly, John Lee Dumas, being interviewed by Steve Young. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, do you have a product or service you would like to share with the over 150,000 unique downloads Entrepreneur on Fire receives every month consisting of passionate and engaged entrepreneurs? Chris Brogan sponsored an episode for his book, The Impact Equation, and saw great results. If you would like to share your message with Fire Nation, go to SponsorEOFire.com to find out more. That's SponsorEOFire.com. Okay, let's get started. I'm simply thrilled to be turning the tables on my guest today, John Lee Dumas. John, are you prepared to ignite? Steve, let's set this place on fire. I like it, my man. So John is the founder and host of Entrepreneur on Fire, a business podcast that interviews today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs five days a week. Entrepreneur on Fire is a top 10 business podcast generating over 150,000 unique downloads a month in over 100 countries. And his amazing lineup includes Barbara Cochran, Seth Godin, Tim Ferriss, Gary Vaynerchuk, Guy Kawasaki, and hundreds more. John, I've given Fire Nation a, a little overview, but why don't you take a minute, tell us about you personally, and then take another minute and tell us about your business. Well, Steve, I'd love to. And thank you for that glowing intro. And also thank you for reaching out to me and just saying, hey, John, let me turn the tables on you for your 150th episode. Let's have you be interviewed. And, you know, I probably wouldn't have done it on my own, but the fact that you, a Fire Nation fan, a listener, wanted to hear it, I just realized that, hey, I'd love to do this. So I'm looking forward to this. And just to tell you a little bit about me personally, I am the founder and host of Entrepreneur on Fire, as you stated. I'm from the state of Maine, grew up there, went to college on a ROTC scholarship, tried a bunch of different things throughout my 20s and early 30s before I really settled in on my passion, which was interviewing inspiring and successful entrepreneurs and getting out this content on a daily basis to all those people literally around the world who just drive to work and exercise on a daily basis and walk their dog. They just want to be motivated and inspired and as of January of 2013, we are literally getting over 150,000 downloads every single month in over 100 countries. So it's been really exciting, and I just am looking forward to seeing this continued growth. That's great, John. And thank you so much for letting me do this and take the reins a little bit. I've been listening to all your episodes, and I'm always so curious as to say, what would John say to these answers? So thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> My pleasure. So John, you know this better than anybody else, but here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we start every show off with our guest's favorite success quote. It's our way of getting the motivational ball rolling. John, you got your favorite success quote for us? I definitely do. And Steve, it wasn't easy for me to find a quote that hadn't been given yet on my show because at this point I've interviewed over 155 entrepreneurs. And believe it or not, most of those entrepreneurs give different success quotes. So that's probably 130 plus different success quotes. But I think I found one and I definitely resonate with this on a lot of levels and I'd love to share why afterwards. 
Try not to become a man of success, but rather try to become a man of value. And that was from our good friend, Albert Einstein. I love that, John. And I think it's something that a lot of your entrepreneurs that you've interviewed have said, if you want to sell to millions, you must inspire millions. And I think that's a great example. And the quote really hits home for me. So John, how do you apply this quote to your everyday life? The quote from MJ DeMarco that I do love to refer back to very often is, if you want to make millions, you need to inspire millions. And that's literally what the goal and the vision of Entrepreneur on Fire is. So thanks for bringing that up, Steve. I'll have to say to this specific quote, try not to become a man of success, but rather to become a man of value. That speaks a lot to me because that is my goal of Entrepreneur on Fire is to bring value first and foremost. This is a podcast that's free to consume and it's free for anybody in the world that has any kind of access to the internet. And I want to bring as much value as possible out of every one of these podcasts by sharing the journey of these incredible and successful entrepreneurs that I'm fortunate enough to have on my show. And I believe that people that take the opposite angle when they first try to become successful really kind of have the wrong foot forward because Value doesn't always come after success, but success always does follow value. So if you're providing enough value, you're going to be successful in what you're doing. And to me, it's really important to do both. I don't just want to be successful. I want to be successful while I'm providing value. So that really resonated with me. And I just felt it was a good fit for Entrepreneur on Fire. And Steve, I'm just excited. I'm fired up. I am as well, John. So that's a great transition to delve into our next topic, John, failure. At Entrepreneur on Fire, we delve into the journey of our spotlighted entrepreneur. And for all entrepreneurs, for all of us, John, even those that are working in a corporate job, somewhat in that journey lies failure. John, tell us about a time in your entrepreneurial journey where you faced a, a failure and how you overcame that failure. Well, first, Steve, let me just say, this is a little surreal. You're doing a great job here. I mean, I feel like I'm looking in the mirror, like an audio mirror of some kind. And it's kind of weird because I've already given three interviews today for Entrepreneur on Fire. So I've just been speaking these words myself along this format. So this is just really cool. I just want to iterate that. I'm really enjoying myself and I'm glad you are as well. But yeah, failure, man. I went to college on an ROTC scholarship you train as a cadet and you're training so hard and they really push you because you're about to enter the world as a lieutenant and all of a sudden you're going to be commanding men. And man, I just failed all the time as a cadet. I was failing different missions, different things that I was doing. And then 9-11 happened while I was a cadet in college. So we were actually the first unit to be commissioned after 9-11. So we knew it was going to be the real deal. And I was like, wow, I really wish I had taken this cadet stuff a little more seriously. I kind of feel like I failed most of the time while I was a cadet. And now I'm going to be going to war. And sure enough, a year and a half later, I was in Iraq where I spent 13 months as an officer, as a platoon leader of 16 men of four tanks. And wow, every single day we were challenged to our limits. And I failed every day. But I picked myself back up. We improved as a platoon, as a battalion, as a division, and we made it back home despite all these failures that we were going through. And I spent the rest of my time in the military, again, failing but learning from those failures. And then as a civilian, I tried law school. I failed at that. That just wasn't for me. 
I tried corporate finance. I tried real estate. I tried tech startups. Nothing was really resonating with me, and I was failing over and over again at these different areas, and there was just one thing that was really coming through over and over again during these failures that I was experiencing, and that was that I wasn't passionate about any of these things. And so whenever the going got tough, I just gave up. I just stopped because my passion wasn't there, so I wasn't able to survive through that Seth Godin dip. I wasn't able to get through that, those pain points, those difficult times, because I didn't have that passion. When it was easy, I was fine, but when it got tough, I wanted to get out of there. So that's when I finally decided with Entrepreneur on Fire, I really wanted to create something that I had passion for, that I just loved and enjoyed doing enough so that when I did fail, when I did fall on my face, I just was so passionate about it that I was willing to get up and give it a go and give it another try. And that's really been the case at Entrepreneur on Fire. I've failed since day one back in June of 2012 when I started building this platform, but I've used every one of those failures to build a better platform, to build a better program, to build a better podcast, and to get feedback from people like yourself, Steve, like Fire Nation listeners, to make Entrepreneur on Fire as good a show as I possibly could. Well, thanks, John. And I think you're doing, you're well on your way of fulfilling your mission of inspiring millions and millions of aspiring entrepreneurs out there. And thank you again for the compliment earlier. I'm just trying to do you justice and make this an awesome show. So John, let's transition from failure to the other end of the spectrum, the aha moment. So at some point in your journey, a light bulb came on and you said, aha, this is an amazing and awesome idea. Let's hear about the events leading up to your aha moment. What I love about my aha moment, Steve, is that it's all based on Entrepreneur on Fire. So I was that guy. I was back in Maine after 13 years had been gone. I came back to work in commercial real estate. I was on partnership track. It looked like I had a great career ahead of me. I was searching for content that I found motivating and inspiring on my drives and while I was exercising after work. And I was finding these amazing podcasts that were just out there with this free, targeted, passionate, on-demand content. Your Pat Flynn with Smart Passive Income, Andrew Warner of Mixergy, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man. There were just some great podcasts that were out there that were providing this, this great motivation and inspiration during these times when I was looking to consume it because I was engaged in other activities but still able to listen to this audio content. And wow, I was just going through this stuff way too fast. Pat Flynn only had two podcasts a month. Cliff Ravenscraft was once a week. Andrew Warner was once, maybe twice a week. So I'm going through months and months and years of these podcasts in mere weeks. And I'm like, wow, there's got to be people out there like myself that are consuming content on such a consistent basis that they would love to wake up in the morning and have a fresh podcast they're waiting for them, a new podcast with an incredible entrepreneur telling their successful story and motivating them to take their entrepreneurial leap. So that was literally this light bulb that just went off for me. I was like, man, if I want this content, if I want this consistency, a daily podcast, there must be other people out there. And if I can't find it, it's because it doesn't exist. So I realized that this is where my true passions lay. I realized there was a niche that needed to be filled. That was my aha moment. And in June of 2012, I reached out to Jamie Tardy, the eventual millionaire who I've been listening to for a couple of years. 
She was delivering her podcast from a town just 30 minutes north of me in Maine. I asked her to be my mentor. She said yes. We worked together. Entrepreneur on Fire was born. That's amazing. Thank you so much. John, I'm one of those listeners as well. I definitely relate to this podcast. I actually listen to podcasts while I'm brushing my teeth and flossing. And so (laughs) it's amazing to get this content every single day and to hear the same questions and kind of hear the different stories that each entrepreneur has. So John, here's something that I'm very curious about. Have you had an I made it moment yet? Wow. You know, that question takes a lot of my interviewees off guard, Steve, as you know. Unfortunately, it doesn't quite take me off guard because I ask it every single day. (laughs) So I knew it was coming. But the reality is I have had an I've made it moment. I, I really have. As you know, from being a listener of the podcast, I always stress and talk about the journey and the milestones and needing to appreciate your accomplishments. But I'm just going to talk about one specific I've made a moment that I have had because that is really what I look to get out of my interviewees. And when I do get it, I really enjoy their story. So I'm going to share mine. So back in June, when I decided to launch Entrepreneur on Fire, and I reached out to Jamie Tardy and she agreed to be my mentor, one of the first things she said was, let's go down to New York City to Blog World. I'm going to introduce you to some of the movers and the shakers, Pat Flynn, Derek Halpern, David Risley, Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm going to introduce you to these guys and you can start to make connections, build relationships and get some interviewees lined up for your show. So I said, hey, that's great. So I went down there had a phenomenal time, met some great people. It was my first real experience in this blog world slash new media expo kind of world where these people did blogging and podcasting and internet marketing for a living. So it was definitely an eye-opener. I had a lot of success meeting these people and telling them what my vision, my goal was and lining them up to be interviewees on my show. So it was just great that they acquiesced And over that summer of 2012, I did 40 interviews with a lot of these people that I met down in Blog World, getting ready for my September 20th launch. So back in June, just to go back to Blog World, I was sitting in the audience. I was really impressed and in awe and looking at these people that were up there telling about their success stories and what was working for them. And I was like, wow, these people have really gone out there and done something very special. And now they're up and they're speaking to hundreds of people, a captive audience. That's impressive. Well, in December of 2012, just a couple months after I launched my podcast, and I was really having a lot of success. I was having over 100,000 unique downloads. I was a top-ranked business podcast on iTunes. I was getting some great interviewees. So I definitely had a lot of traction going, but I was still a very new podcast. I got an email from the person that was running New Media Expo by Blog World out in Las Vegas where they said, John, we've been following your success on Entrepreneur on Fire. Will you speak at New Media Expo out in Las Vegas to the podcasting audience about the state of podcasting? And I was blown away. I was like, wow, I can't believe that just six months ago, I was literally at my first Blog World event totally in awe and totally clueless. And now just a mere six months later, I'm going to be speaking. I'm going to be at that speaker's table talking to people who have listened to and who have been touched by Entrepreneur on Fire. Being there and being at the conference and having people come up to me and tell me how they listen to the show every day and how it's inspired them to take leaps of their own was really a surreal moment. But what it really boils down to is it was definitely an I've made it moment. 
that's a very inspirational story, and thank you so much for sharing it. Now, how did you celebrate that I made it moment? You know, I celebrated that I made it moment by just really kind of taking a step off to the side, drinking hands, had a little quiet moment to myself, and just said, John, this is one of those times you just really need to appreciate how far you've come. And I really did a fast forward of of the last six months leading up to it about being that complete newbie at Blog World to actually interviewing some of my first interviewees, Pat Flynn, David Risley, Derek Halpern, Mike Stelzner, to actually talking to some of my really bigger interviewees, such as Tim Ferriss, Gary Vaynerchuk, Barbara Corcoran, and just taking it all in, kind of smiling a little bit and being like, wow, if this is what I could accomplish in six months, what are the next six months going to bring? And I'm truly excited. That's great. And I can't wait to see that journey as well and to be along the ride. So John, let's talk about your current business, Entrepreneur on Fire. What is the one thing that is really exciting you about your business today? It's really tough to boil it down to one thing because there's just so many things that I'm excited about and that I'm passionate about. But true to the format of the show, normally by this time, I know that I really have to keep people on track because we're getting around the 20 minute mark and we still have the lightning round to come. So you're doing a good job, Steve, by the way. Thanks, John. (laughs) Thank you. The one thing that's really exciting me right now about Entrepreneur on Fire is the reach. I am loving getting emails from people in Australia, from Eastern Europe, from South America, just saying, John, I listen to your podcast every single day. I have friends come over that don't have internet access and we huddle around the laptop and we listen to your podcast and we love it and we tell our friends about it. We tell our teachers about it. And just picturing these scenes going on in all these different remote parts of the world is so inspiring to me. And I just can't say enough how thankful I am that we live in a day and age where we have the ability to literally just press a publish button and then all of a sudden every single person that has access to the internet, which is growing by leaps and bounds every single day, has access to Entrepreneur on Fire. So that is really exciting me, the fact that not only are we being downloaded at a clip of over 150,000 times a month, but the fact that we're being downloaded in over 100 countries. That's amazing, John. I mean, you're inspiring millions of people out there and thank you so much for what you're doing. So John, let's get into the head of John Lee Dumas. Take me to your typical day and two tasks that occupy most of that day. So I have a very disciplined schedule. Being a military guy, one thing I learned is that if you don't have a schedule, other things are just gonna get in the way and take precedence. You're never gonna get done what you truly need to. So I'm a very schedule-oriented kind of person. And for Entrepreneur on Fire, 90% of my interviews that I do for Entrepreneur on Fire take place on Monday. I literally have an average of eight to 10 interviews that I conduct every single Monday. And that's a schedule that I set up early on and I've really stuck to it. So my Mondays, to take you through a real quick, are literally starting at 8 a.m. and ending at 6 p.m., Every 75 minutes, I'm doing another interview, recording it, editing it, posting it to my website, scheduling it to be released when it's supposed to be released, et cetera. Tuesday through Friday, I definitely have a different schedule. That is where all the real hard work comes in because it's fun talking to entrepreneurs, but the real hard work comes in 
when I have to focus on the marketing, the social media platform, and just really getting my voice and my Entrepreneur on Fire podcast out to as many people as possible. So Tuesdays through Fridays are really focused on talking with my virtual assistants. That is one of the two tasks that really occupy a big part of my day. I'm always in touch with them via email, via Gchat. We go back and forth. We use Google Docs obsessively where we can be in there chatting live and making changes to different things as we need to. So talking to my virtual assistants is one of the two tasks that definitely occupies a major majority of my day. And then recently, another thing that's really been occupying a major part of my day has been giving interviews. So many people have reached out to me to give interviews on their shows. It's really been quite an honor, but also quite a time consumption. I mean, just this week alone that we're talking, Steve, I'll actually have given seven interviews on other people's shows. And it's been a lot of fun because I'm really talking about Entrepreneur on Fire and what my vision and my goal is and spreading the message. So it's been great, but it really is occupying a lot of my time. So it seems like right now, supervising my virtual assistants and giving interviews uh, on other people's shows and programs and blogs and podcasts are two tasks that are occupying my day. You must be talking a whole lot with uh, the interviews you're doing and the interviews you're giving too. That's crazy, John. So John, what is your vision for the future of Entrepreneur on Fire? My vision for the future of Entrepreneur on Fire is literally my tagline, which is inspiring millions. I truly am going to just continue to have this snowball roll down the hill. Every single day when I wake up, another interview with an amazing entrepreneur goes live. So I compose an email to that entrepreneur and I say, hey, Barbara, Seth, Tim, your podcast just went live today. I'd be honored if you would share it with your audience. So Entrepreneur on Fire is now being shared with a new massive and great entrepreneurial audience every single day. And there's always a percentage of people that are going to be hearing about it, that are going to resonate with it and become loyal fans, subscribers, and listeners, and loyal Fire Nation compadres. So that is one thing that I really have as a vision for the future, is just to continue that snowball moving down and continuing to just inspire and motivate more people every single day. That's great, John. And I'm glad that you shared that little tip about emailing your interviewees about a link to share the podcast because you're leveraging their followers, their fans to reach a greater audience. That's fantastic. That's how Entrepreneur on Fire has grown. That's amazing. And it's a great tip for anyone just starting off. So John, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning round. Your favorite part? This is my favorite part. It's my favorite part part too. Okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right, John. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions and you're going to provide us with a series of amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Oh, that's a lot of pressure, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've o- I'm always curious of how you're going to answer that question because I love that the way you phrase it and everything else. Well, now you know it's a serious but kind of mocking answer. <laughs> yeah, that's great. All right, John. So what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? The fact that I didn't really know that an entrepreneur was somebody that really just took control of their life and wrote their own rules and did what they wanted to do. I always wanted to do that, but I always thought I had to do that within some kind of form or some kind of corporation. First it was finance, then it was real estate, 
And it wasn't really until I broke out of the shell and realized, hey, I can really write my own rules and focus my own business and spend time doing what I wanted to do. What is that called? Oh, that's called an entrepreneur? Well, sign me up. What is the best business advice you have ever received? Just start. I love that business advice. It resonates so well with entrepreneurs. And I just had Eric Reese, who wrote The Lean Startup on Entrepreneur on Fire very recently. And he talks so much about, which I love bringing up on Entrepreneur on Fire, the minimally viable product. Because so many times I have people that email me and say, John, I'm building this product, this service. I'm going to be launching it in six months, in a year. And my response to them is always, no, launch it now. I'm sure it's not ready, but you know what? You need to know what people want. So launch something that's not ready, get some feedback, use that feedback to make it better, make mistakes, fail fast, fail forward. That's what I do with Entrepreneur on Fire. I started interviewing people way before I was ready, but I got out there, I started the ball moving, I improved as I went, I took feedback, I took criticism, so just start. That's amazing. That's something that really resonates with me as well. And I just love seeing the journey from your first episode to your 100th episode. It's been, it's been cool to see the progress that you've gone through. So John, what is something that is working for you right now? Something that is definitely working for me right now is building relationships. Every single day I get to talk to great entrepreneurs, whether it's on Mondays when I'm talking to eight incredible entrepreneurs that are taking time out of their day to join me on Entrepreneur on Fire, or whether it's me going on other people's shows, talking to them, or just email exchanges throughout the week, setting different things up. I'm interacting with so many amazing people and building so many relationships. So what's working for me is being humble, being cordial, and just building great relationships with great people. John, do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you are absolutely in love with that you could share with your listeners? So a lot of my interviewees love to come back and say, well, I would say Evernote. And I have to say, listen, guys, (laughs) the reason why I say like Evernote is because every single person would respond with Evernote. And so I really have to use that as a disclaimer so I get some different answers. Now, for me, I would never say Evernote. I'm sure Evernote's great and I hope to get into it at some point. I just haven't got into it yet for various number of reasons, none of them good. My internet resource that I love is Workflowy. I use Workflowy every single day. It's my to-do list. I love how it's set up. It just keeps me on task and it's such an organizational tool that I just couldn't get by without it. So check it out, workflowy.com. It'll be in the show notes. John, if you could recommend a book for Fire Nation, what would it be? The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. This book has been recommended on my show one time. I read that book about a month and a half ago, and it was incredible. I love The Compound Effect. Basically, it just shows you how every single day, actions that you're taking are just building like a snowball. They're going to positively affect your business down the road. So I love that book. I recommend it. And this guy in general just writes a lot of good stuff. 
That's great, John. That's something I'm going to have to add to my queue because I've gotten a lot of great book recommendations through listening to Entrepreneur on Fire. Quick note, Fire Nation, you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com, a gift from Audible for Entrepreneur on Fire listeners. That's eofirebook.com. So John, this is my absolute favorite question. I'm, I'm excited to hear your answer. So <laughs> Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and all the knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop, internet access, and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Okay, I absolutely have an answer for this question, but before I get it, I want to tell you my favorite response to this question was Gary Vaynerchuk. His episode came out on December 15th. He said, well, I would make a YouTube video saying, what the heck is going on? Why am I in this new world? Why don't I know anybody? (laughs) What happened to my old world? And he's like, that video would go viral. I would have a huge audience because of it and good things would come. And I personally thought that was a great answer, but (laughs) I'm not gonna piggyback on that because that's not my true answer. My actual answer is, my food and shelter is taken care of. I think that's one thing that a lot of people and a lot of entrepreneurs miss when they hear this question. They literally don't need to worry about anything. They don't know anybody, so they don't have any responsibilities. Your food and shelter is taken care of, so you don't have to worry about making money because you can just go to bed at night with a full belly and not worry about it. So I think it all comes down to what I said for what's working for me right now, and that's building relationships. So what I would do is I would take that $500, I would organize the most efficient but fun dinner that I could, inviting all of the major influencers in the area that I could find, that I could reach out to, and I would put on the most fun party with a DJ with drinks if I could somehow just afford it with maybe boxes of wine or something because I'm really on that $500 budget, but I would make the, the most fun party that I was capable of doing and try to just really build friendships and relationships in that first seven days and just see where it took me. That's great, John. I hope to be invited to that party, so that'd be great. <laughs> Absolutely. You're the host of Entrepreneur on Fire. <laughs> well, John, you've given us some great actionable advice and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then tell us how we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. So Steve, I'm a big believer in sticking to the theme of the interview. And when my interviewees do it, I love it. And so I'm going to stick to my major theme. And my major theme of advice whenever anybody reaches out to me, and that is literally, if you have a passion, if you have a desire, just start. Just start. It's really that simple. And if you have a full-time job, if you have kids, if you have responsibilities with a mortgage and car payments, that's totally fine. I'm not saying stop everything else. I'm just saying start with your passions, with your idea, with what you have in mind. And if that's an hour before you go to work or an hour afterwards, carve out that time of your day to focus on that. At the end of six months, you will be amazed and shocked at the progress that you've made towards that vision, towards that goal. So just start. And how you can connect with me, Steve, there's this little website called entrepreneuronfire.com. I love when people come and check it out. The word entrepreneur is really hard to spell. So eofire.com will also get you there. 
Great. Thank you so much, John, for letting me do this, for letting me host for one episode. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you for your expertise. And thank you for what you're doing with Entrepreneur on Fire. Fire Nation, I know because I'm a part of Fire Nation. I salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Keep igniting, Steve. Fire Nation, my first book, Podcast Launch, is now live at Amazon. In this book, I share all and have created a step-by-step process for launching your podcast. The FIRE bonus is 15 video tutorials that I included with the purchase. You join me as I walk us step-by-step through each process visually, and by the end, you will be a podcasting pro. Pick up your copy at podcastlaunch.com. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.